On Daf Zayin Amud Beis, we deal with this amazing piece of uh, equipment in the Beis Hamikdash, uh, the golden uh, plate that used to uh, be worn by the Kohen Gadol on his forehead, on which was written Kodesh La Hashem, sanctified uh, for Hashem. Uh, and this golden head plate uh, was was very powerful and could do a number of things, but its primary purpose was to undo the effect of Tumah where it would otherwise have interrupted the process of a Korban. So, if a Korban became Tameh, particularly the blood or the Chelev, those parts of the Korban that are brought on the Mizbah, on the altar, if that became Tameh, that would normally uh, interrupt the whole process of the Korban. The Korban could not be brought. But the Tzitz, this golden plate that the Kohen Godel wore had the power to nullify the effect of that Tumah. Now, it couldn't nullify the effect of Tumah caused by human choice. So if there was Pigul, where the person bringing the Korban, the Kohen bringing the Korban, had a, a disqualifying intention, he intended to bring the Korban outside of, it, of the allotted time or place, things that would damage the Korban, or the Kohen himself was Tameh, in situations like that, the tzitz could not help. But where it was the blood or the chalev, the emurim, the parts of the korban that are brought on the on the altar, and if they became tameh, the tzitz could set that aside and allow the korban to proceed. What What is interesting is to explore whether it's just the object of the tzitz, whether the tzitz has this magical power, uh, or whether it's partially the intention of the Kohen together with the Tzitz that creates this power. Uh, the power of, of Kedusha is, is interesting. The Reishis Chochma mentions in Shara Kedusha um, that sanctity, Kedusha, is the opposite of Tuma. So we normally think the opposite of Tuma is Tahara, purity and impurity, which it is, but there's another opposite, and that is Kedusha, that Tuma and Kedusha don't go together. Uh, Shimshon Rafael Hirsch in, in Parshish Tetzavi goes even further and says that just as Tuma undermines Kedusha, so also does Kedusha sanctity undermines Tuma. And so the Tzitz, with this enormous Kedusha attached to it and the words Kodesh Lashem on it, is able to undermine, to, to, dis, to nullify the effect of the Tuma on, uh, on the Korban. So is it, a, is it the object or is it the Kohen, the, the Gavra, the human being, who wears the tzitz that really has the effect? This seems to be a difference of opinion, a machlokis, between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda in our piece of Gemara, uh, where we have a brisa that says, Tzitz ben ben Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon says, the tzitz works whether or not the Kohen is even wearing it. And Rabbi Yehuda says, It only works when it's on his forehead. So we see in the case of Rabbi Shimon, it seems to be that this tzitz has this power to nullify Tumah, even if it's, if, if it's not being worn. Abaya explains it further and says, we're not talking about where the, where the tzitz is broken and cannot be used. Then it has no power. We're talking about when it's hanging on the peg. The coin is not using it at this particular time, and he's hung it on the, on the peg. Then Rabbi Shimon says it still has effect, and Rabbi Huda says it doesn't have effect unless he's wearing it. What is the source for that? Uh, so the source is from the, the, the Pasuk itself, where it says, Vahayal Metzach Aaron, 
It shall be on the forehead of Aaron. And it can bear the sin, meaning the tumor of Kodshim. And it will always be on his forehead to be meratze, to allow the korban to take effect um, before Hashem, even if there was certain types of tumor attached to the to the korban. On that word, the word, on that verse, the word tamid, continuous, is the word they work with. Rabbi Shimon says it can't mean that it's on his forehead all the time, because he says it's a very practical reason. Does the Kohen not need to go to the bathroom? Does the Kohen not need to take a, a nap? Uh, and during those times, it wouldn't he wouldn't be wearing it. So tamid doesn't mean he's wearing it all the time. So what does tamid mean? Tamid means it works all the time, irrespective of whether he's wearing it. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, that's not what tamid means. The truth is that tzitz only works when he's wearing it. Tamid means he's not permitted to remove his intention, his mind, from it. He must have his mind. He must be conscious of it all the time that he's wearing it. As Rabbi Baravuna said, that we have to be aware and conscious of our tefillin all the time. And we learn that from tzitz. If a kohen has to be, is not allowed to be mesiach dat, he's not allowed to remove his attention from the tzitz, even for a moment while he's wearing it, how much more so from tefillin, which are more serious than tzitz, we have to be careful not to remove our attention from it. So from here we see, uh, it would appear, that according to Rabbi Shimon, the tzitz has its own power, whether or not the kohen's wearing it, whereas according to Rabbi Yuda, the kohen needs to be wearing it, which, which would seem to imply that the kohen plays some part in the power that the tzitz has to be meratze, to allow the korban to proceed, even if there was um, some level of, of kudusha. Now the Gemara superimposes this dispute between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda with another dispute of Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda. The dispute there is whether Tuma B'Tzibur is, is Hutra or Dechuya. That means that when a whole community is Tameh, so for example, we learn this from the Korban Pesach, if Pesach comes and the entire community or the majority of the community are Tameim, then we don't postpone the Korban Pesach until Pesach Sheni, a month later. We go ahead even in a state of Tuma. Uh, the Tuma is pushed aside when the whole community is Tameh, then the Tumah is, so to say, pushed aside. The question is, is the Tumah still there, just we're permitted to ignore it, or is the Tumah completely removed? That is a dispute between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda, the same people. Rabbi Yehuda says it's Hutra, it's completely removed, and Rabbi Shimon says it's only Duchuya, meaning that it, it, it is still there. So Rabbi Shimon brings an illustration. This is where the two differences of opinion intersect. So take Yom Kippur, says, says Rabbi Shimon. There, is, there are times when on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol is not wearing the tzitz. For example, when he goes into the Kodshe Kadoshim, when he goes into the Holy of Holies, he doesn't wear his gold garments. And that includes the, the tzitz that he doesn't wear. So during that time, what happens to any tumor that, that, that there might be, uh, says Rabbi Shimon. So you see, it doesn't have to be on him. Even when he's in the Kodesh Kadoshim, it still works. According to Rabbi Yehuda, it's not an issue on Yom Kippur because Rabbi Yehuda holds that these, uh, this is a public matter. And if there's Tumah in the, in the service of the Kohen Gadol, that's public Tumah. And it doesn't exist. It doesn't apply. You don't need the tzitz on Yom Kippur for that purpose. But according to Rabbi Shimon, you do need the tzitz. And the tzitz works even when the Kohen Gadol is in the Kodesh Kadoshim and cannot be wearing it. The... Um, 
the, um, the, the, the question is, there are a lot of questions, but let's just focus on one of them. The Rambam, Paskins like Rabbi Shimon, as far as Tuma de Chuyo, so the Rambam Paskins, that the Tuma, in a case of public Tuma, doesn't completely disappear, it's merely set aside, which would mean that on Yom Kippur we still need the tzitz, which would seem to say that he would support Rabbi Shimon's view that the tzitz works even when he's not wearing it. Yet on that question of whether or not the tzitz works when he's not wearing it, the Rambam Paskins like Rabbi Yehuda, that it has to be on his forehead, and when it's not on his forehead, it doesn't work. So we have two different difficulties with the Rambam. The first is the apparent contradiction. He holds like Rabbi Shimon in the one case, and he holds like Rabbi Yehuda in the other case, and the Gomorrah superimposes these two differences of opinion and says they're, they're actually aligned. And secondly, what does the Rambam do about Yom Kippur? If the Rambam holds that the Tuma is Dechuyo, that means the Tuma is only pushed, put aside, but we do need the Tzitz if something goes wrong on Yom Kippur. What happens while the Kohen Gadol is in the, in the Kod Shekadoshim? He holds like Rabbi Yehuda that if the Kohen Gadol is not actually wearing the Tzitz, then it doesn't work. So what happens when he's in the Kod Shekadoshim, when he's in the Holy of Holies? So I want to suggest something, and this is, this is a suggestion. I haven't had sufficient time to really check it out. So if there's anybody listening to this that has uh, information that would either support what I'm saying or challenge what I'm saying, I would love to hear from you. Um, what I'm suggesting is that Rabbi Shimon is not saying that the tzitz is meratze, that the tzitz operates even when it's not on the Kohen Gadol at any time. It can just be hanging on the peg, the Kohen Gadol can be out to dinner, and the tzitz works. That would be strange to say, because the, um, that means that the tzitz just has, as an object, it has this power. What I would suggest is, it's not that whenever he's not wearing it, it works, even according to Rabbi Shimon, but that even when it can't be worn, it, will, it still works. What are the cases where it can't be worn? On Yom Kippur, when he goes into the Kod Shekadoshim, and if he goes to the bathroom, or if he's asleep. In those situations, it can't be worn. And, the, um, and in those situations where it can't be worn, Rabbi Shimon holds the tzitz is still meratze, and Rabbi Yehuda holds that it is, isn't. Now, for Rabbi Yehuda, Yom Kippur is not a problem, because he holds tumah hutrabetzibur. There is no tumah there. But according to Rabbi Shimon, uh, Yom Kippur, when he's in the Kod Kadoshim, he can't be wearing the, the tzitz, and since he can't be wearing the tzitz, it still operates. Now, if Rabbi Shimon's idea is that, if, if Rabbi Shimon agrees that it's not just the object of the tzitz that works, but it's actually the Kohen Gadol's intention as well, his connection to the tzitz that makes it work, uh, why does it work even if he's in the Kod Kadoshim? Why does it work even if he's in the bathroom or, he, or he's asleep, not wearing the tzitz at that time? And that would be that he agrees that lo yasiach dato. He agrees with that principle of Rabbah Barav Huna, uh, which is stated in, in Menachus and it's stated in Masech Shabbos, independently of, of Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda. He agrees that, the, that you have to have intention on the tzitz. Everybody agrees with that, I'm suggesting, according to the Rambam. And the, the, the basis of this would be a Tosfus Yeshonim, um, on on the next page, on Daf Chesam with Aleph Tosfos, we, we have the regular Tosfos now, Gemara, which is primarily Ri and Rabbeinu Tam and Rashbam, uh, grandchildren, and, and, and Ri is a great-grandchild of great-grandson of Rashi. So that's the Tosfot school, and we have their Tosfot on, on our Masechtas. Uh, Tosfot Yushanim are the, the Tosfot school, that, that some of them, that, that some comments that were made a little bit later than the closing of the Tosfot that we have, 
Um, and included in that is the view of um, Rabbeinu El-Khanan. Rabbeinu El-Khanan is a great-great-grandson of Rashi, a son of, of Ri. And the Tosfus Yishonim, on the next page, quotes Rabbeinu El-Khanan to answer a question which he asks. The question that Tosfus Yishonim asks is, in Gemara Shabbos, on Daf Memtes, the reason one isn't allowed to sleep with tefillin on we're told, is because you're, you don't have full control over your body when you're asleep and your body can do things that you're not allowed to do while your tefillin are on. Ask the Tosfus Yishonim, why don't we just say you're not allowed to wear your tefillin when you're asleep because that's hesachadat. We know you're not allowed to have tefillin on your head without your mind being focused on your tefillin. When you're asleep, you can't be focused on the tefillin. So surely that's the reason you can't sleep with the tefillin. And says Rabbi Elchanan, the time of Hesachadat lo shayach elakeshuhune or a major chiddush of Rabbi Elchanan that when you're asleep, we don't consider it Hesachadat. We don't consider it a lapse in attention. A lapse in attention is when you're conscious and you're able to be attentive, and you allow your mind to wander. That's called Hesachadat. But in a situation where you can't be focused because you're not conscious because you're asleep, that's not called Hesachadat. And it's, it's possible if we extend this just a little bit further and say that the same applies in situations if a person's in the bathroom or in the case of the Kohen Godel on Yom Kippur, in situations where you can't be, you, you can't be wearing the, the object, but your mind can still be on it. It's not called Hesachadat. It's similar to the, the, the din that if one goes to the bathroom and afterwards one con- continues learning, you don't have to say a brocha for learning Torah again. Because even in the bathroom, you're aware that there are certain halachot, just the halacha that you're not allowed to be learning, is in itself an awareness. So too, when the Kohen Godel is in the, in the bathroom, he's aware that he isn't allowed to be wearing his tzitz. When he's in the, um, in the Kotche Kedoshim on Yom Kippur, he's aware that he isn't allowed to be wearing his tzitz. That's sufficient attention to connect him to the tzitz, even though he's not wearing it. And that's what Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon says. Rabbi Shimon doesn't say that if the Kohen Godel is out doing something else completely, he's out to dinner with his wife, that the tzitz will still work. He's not saying that. He's saying that tzitz works when the Kohen Godel, even when the Kohen Godel is unable to wear it, because even during the times of being unable to wear it, he is still connected to it. In which case the Rambam is not paskening like Rabbi Yehuda, he's consistently paskening like Rabbi Shimon. He paskens like Rabbi Shimon the Tuma de Chuyabitzibur, that you do need the tzitz on Yom Kippur. And still, when the Kohen Godel is in, in, is in uh, the Kodshe Kedoshim, it works, even though he paskens that the, the tzitz has to be worn, meaning if the Kohen Godel is completely absent, the tzitz isn't going to work. But while he's in the Kodshe Kedoshim, or if he's asleep, or he goes to the bathroom, situations where he cannot be wearing the tzitz, the Rambam says that's as if he is wearing the tzitz, that, that Rabbi Shimon holds, that's as if he is wearing the tzitz, and that's called tamid, um, that's, called the, that's still called continuous. Um, it, it's interesting that the Or Samach, in passing, there's a beautiful Or Samach, in, in Hilchas Tfilin and Mezuzah, Perek Dalad Haloch Yudzayin, which I quote in the sources, uh, where he goes into this whole question on the, on the side, and one of the things he says in passing is he brings the Mishnah in Yuma, and he says the fact is that if a, coin go, a regular coin goes to the toilet, um, when he comes back, he's got to do, he's got to go to the mikvah, he's got to do at least wash his hands under certain circumstances, and the Osamach adds that it's mishum hesachadat ma'avodah because at that time his mind was off the avodah, 
implying that when the Kohen is in the bathroom, his mind is not at all on the Avodah, which would be against what I've just suggested, where I've said that even when he's in the bathroom or he's asleep, since he's not able at that time to be wearing it, it's not considered Hesach whereas the Or Samach wants to suggest that it is considered Hesach And I'll demonstrate to you from the Rambam himself um, that different from Or Samach, and so I find, I find Or Samach very difficult to understand, because the Rambam says in Hilchut Biyat HaMikdash Perek Hei Halacha Hei, that if a Kohen goes outside of the Azara, he goes outside of the temple area, when he comes back, he has to wash his hands and legs. Um, says the Rambam, but if he didn't do that, he didn't wash his hands, and he carried on doing the Avodah, he carried on serving, since he wasn't Mesiyach Dat, he didn't take his mind off the Avodah, he was just outside the temple area. But his mind didn't go outside. His mind stayed inside. And also, he didn't go to the toilet. Therefore, you see clearly from the Rambam that they're two separate things. The reason that you have to wash your hands after you come from the toilet is not because of Hesechadat. Hesechadat, interrupting your flow of thought, is one issue. And going to the, to the bathroom is a separate issue. And in going into the bathroom doesn't have a din of Hesechadat. And that's why we don't have to make a Birkat Torah. And, and yes, we do have to wash our hands, and so does the Kohen Gadol, and so does the Kohen have to wash their hands, but it's not because of Hesach which would support our view that the Rambam is actually paskening like Rabbi, like, uh, Rabbi Shimon and not like Rabbi Yehuda, that he holds that the Kohen, that the, it's true that the tzitz only works when it's on the forehead of the Kohen Gadol, but that includes times where it cannot be on his forehead, because he's either in the Kodesh Kadoshim or he's... Uh, sleeping or he's in the bathroom, there are situations in which he cannot be wearing it, those are cons- still considered that he is paying attention to it. And that's quite important for us to understand too, that we, we, we need to be attached to Hashem, we need to be attached to Torah, and we do that through the learning of Torah. But it isn't possible to be learning Torah every minute of the day. We have work to do, we have to engage with our families, we, uh, we also have to go to the bathroom and we have to sleep. But these things are not necessarily complete hesachadat. Um, and yes, we do have to make a Birkat Torah every morning before we start, but that's as part of the Seder HaBrachot, that's part of the things one has to do every morning. But it's possible that it's not because of Hesach that if we really only stop learning in situations where we cannot be learning, we stop to do our work, we stop to engage with our family, uh, we stop to eat our meals or to go to the bathroom or to go to sleep. In situations like that, if that's the only reason we're not learning, that's still considered a continuation of attention. And so we need to be careful. This, uh, altogether, this gives us a sense of what, what focused attention means. Anytime we, we choose to, to move our attention away, that's called hesachadat. And so in, in today's time of, of, of cell phones and smartphones and internet, one has to be, one has to be very careful that, that when one is in the middle of a conversation, one is not mesiachdat. You don't take your mind off the conversation and apply it to something else. That's real hesachadat. Uh, that if you're in the middle of learning or davening, you don't allow your eye to go to your screen, uh, because that's hesachadat. You can't be focused on two things at once. Where you have no choice but to be doing something else, that's not hesachadat. But to consciously, willingly uh, choose to p- pay attention to something other than what you're supposed to be doing, that's called, called, called hesachadat, and that constitutes interruption. 
Uh, however, the, uh, the possibility of being permanently attached to the Torah doesn't mean that you never move out of the Beit HaMedrash. Being permanently attached to the Torah means you're thinking about matters of Torah, meaningful things and ideas. You're thinking of, of Yira Shemaim and Avat Hashem at all times that you can, understanding that there are times that you won't be able to do so, but that does not interfere with the timidut, with the continuity and the continuousness of your connection to Hashem.